Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Running on Tap. I'm Kyle. I'm Jacqueline. What are we drinking today, Jacqueline? So we just did, I am in like full comatose mode. Uh, <laughs> we just did a very fun uh, self-made pie and beer pairing. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Belated Thanksgiving at this point. So for post-Thanksgiving... Uh, I made three different pies. I made a pumpkin pie, an apple pie, and a pecan pie. And Kyle was in charge of finding beer pairings. So I'll let you talk a little about the beers. Perfect. But we, we have a selection of four. Yes, we have four beers, all from Virginia. Uh, we initially were going to do three from uh, uh, Northern Virginia. We Part of the reason for our recent absence hiatus for the last couple weeks is that we moved out to the suburbs and uh, have been very busy getting our home in order and uh, didn't really have a lot to talk about. We haven't been doing a ton of running. Yeah, I feel like we uh, both took a little bit of a break after the marathon. Me more exactly. so than you. Yeah, we, we, we both we both did though, for, for sure. So, uh, but in order to celebrate our new area, we are still... Hashtag be, drinking local. We're still going to be hashtag drinking local, this time just a little bit outside of the district's uh, boundaries. So we went for uh, some Northern Virginia uh, selections. So we got a couple different beers from Port City Brewing, which is in Alexandria, Virginia. Uh, we had for to pair with the apple pie, but also with the pumpkin pie. Yeah. A lot of this is crossover. It ended up being super, super fun because I thought it was going to be like, drink this beer with this pie, but it was way more fluid. And like, I tried each of the pies with all four beers exactly. and had strong opinions about everything. Exactly. So it was like, it was like a, one beer was primarily for that pie, but also try it with all the other ones. So, right. Uh, the Tidings from Port City, which is like their holiday ale. Let me see here. It's a Belgian style blonde ale. It's brewed with honey and spices. And so we mix that with the apple pie uh, and they complemented each other really well. Yes. Uh, after that, we have the Port City Porter, which was... Uh, it was earmarked for the pumpkin. It was ear yeah, exactly. It was earmarked for the pumpkin, but also went really well with the apple. Really well with the apple. And then uh, we had a pecan pie, and with the pecan pie came uh, a brewery from Falls Church, uh, Virginia. It's called Settle Down Easy. It's only been open for a couple years. Uh, it is a spot that we had not been before. And I went there looking for their brown ale, but they were out of their brown ale, so I got their Doppelbach instead, uh, which we paired with the pecan. And then we had, when we told you guys that we uh, were going to be drinking out of the beer that we got from our trip to Nelson County, uh, that we'd be drinking that beer for months, we were not joking. Uh, I used uh, the Star Hill Brewing uh, Last Leaf Maple Brown Ale. To also primarily pair with the pecan pie. It was so good. But it, this was uh, probably the star of the show for this uh, this this pairing. It went really well with just about everything. Yeah. So um, why don't you tell me a little bit about what your what was your favorite pairing oh, among these? Oh man. I think my favorite, so I am, I know this is like sacrilegious to say in this house, but I'm not like the biggest fan of pumpkin pie. So I was not like a huge fan of any of the pumpkin I'm a huge pairings. Pumpkin pie. I loved the pecan with the ooh, cheers. cheers. The maple brown from Star Hill. Yes. Loved that. There's no maple syrup in the pecan pie, but it just tasted sort of roasty and sweet and like mapley and like 
fall. Yes. It was fall. This beer on its own uh, is just... It's a really, like, brown ale is, like, a really great beer for me uh, once it gets to fall season. But this is just, like, you take that, like, caramely, uh, like, kind of maltiness, and then you put, like, a really maple syrup kind of feel on top of it. I like it a lot by itself. Jacqueline just had a sip of it and hates it by itself. I am not a huge fan of it by itself, but it's so but good. You mix that with the pecan pie. The pecan pie, like with its it, like its nuttiness and its uh, its sweetness and everything like that, it kind of just really uh, matched it quite well, and uh, it was just really it was really good. I also I can't pick just one. I have a second favorite Please. I have to share. Uh, so I loved the apple pie with the tidings yes. from Port City because the tidings. Just looking at them, it's the lightest of the beers by, yes. by quite a bit. Yeah, we got a basically the porter is like black. The Doppelbach is kind of like the color, the color of, of maple syrup at, or apple cider yeah. almost. Like it's like a it's like a really deep woody brown. Uh, the brown ale is just like you look like a brown crayon. Yeah, and this is like and then the this the looks, tidings is more yellow. It looks almost like a Hefeweizen. Yeah. Like it is it is cloudy, it is straw colored. Yep. Um and having it with the app the apple pie, which like there's cinnamon and sugar and lemon in it, and I feel like both of them were like very bright and the spices did not fight with each other and like it made the beer almost like a little sour, which I obviously really like. Right. Um, so I just thought those two were paired super excellently together, too. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Those would uh, be among my choices as what, well. What would be your top one? Or did I already steal it? No, you didn't, actually. Um, I really liked the uh, pumpkin pie with the porter. Huh. Like, the kind of the roastiness and... Uh, don't get me wrong, the... Both of the ones you chose as well are totally correct. I really enjoyed both those pairings. Uh, I really liked just like pecan, uh, sorry, pumpkin pie is so uh, spice heavy and like it just in like it is just in your face, whatever. And like it kind of mellowed out the, mm. the, the beer kind of mellowed out the pie and the pie kind of mellowed out the beer because the beer is so roasty. And I've always thought porters are kind of like salty almost like by themselves uh and like it kind of sweetened it up together just a really nice combination i also really like the porter with the apple pie yes the porter with the apple pie kind of really had this like apple pie a la mode type taste like uh you remarked while we were doing it that it tastes a lot like it, it kind of almost the pumpkin pie all the spices in it kind of almost eliminated all the taste in the beer except for like vanilla like it just brought like all this vanilla in into it, and it kind yeah. of tasted like really creamy and ice creamy i was like totally having my mind blown because we, we started with the pecan pie and i tried the porter with that and i was like this beer just tastes like smoky and heavy and i right. hate it and then literally like the next bite i tried it with the pumpkin pie and it just tasted like vanilla. Right. The, the beer tasted, I said that if I was blindfolded, I would have thought they were different beers. They tasted completely different, right. which is just crazy. It's the wonderful thing about about beer. Uh, you know, I think back to the first the first food and beer pairing we did with uh, the cheese. Yeah. Uh, we had four completely different types of beer going on there. We were much more all in the same 
ballpark now, the same color spectrum. Like we don't, we're not going from like sour yeah. to stout, heavy stout. We're much more in like the fall beer happiness no, they're, they're zone. They're fall pies. I exactly, think that makes the fall sense. pies. Yeah, we're all on this. Yeah, we're 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 reflecting the weather here, but like the variation in taste between all four of these and and each beer their taste was changed by the different pie that they were with yeah. like it is incredible uh i also i do the doppelbach is not getting a lot of love here it it, it was uh i didn't like it you didn't like that beer i i liked it with the pecan i thought the pecan pie meshed really well with both the brown ale and the doppelbach it just the doppelbach almost like you had to you had to have it like the beer and the pie in your mouth at the same time and you got the perfect combination like by itself the beer was like the beer is it's it's a little bit heavier than i like to go it's a 9.1 percent beer it's like a wine it is it is a heavy beer uh it but it is and so it tastes very much like a heavy beer uh, I said that with the pecan pie, I got like an aftertaste of gasoline, right? Because it's very alcoholic. If you didn't, if you like, if you have a little bit, if I had a little bit more pie in my mouth, then I didn't get that taste, and it worked perfectly together. Like they're both roasty and caramely, and all that kind of st- all that good stuff together. Uh, so it was, it was, it was good with that, but also like, uh, I, I think the, the brown ale just kind of outshined it. In yes, this particular instance yes i i totally agree the the brown was star of the show yeah absolutely uh it's just it's just really fun like this is uh like we often you know we'll we'll drink beer for um you know we're sitting sitting out and just having like some snacks and some beer or whatever but like uh like this is like dessert beer like you don't often think of beer as like a pairing with like uh like it was actually kind of difficult finding like uh, you're doing the research to find what beer goes with what pie and what like like i like you know you're kind of it's also been a little while since i've had any beers like you know when the when the temperature gets colder my taste buds change but like it doesn't get cold that you know it's still 60 some odd degrees outside here so like uh i haven't really uh been drinking a ton of these types of beers so uh having to do the online research to find what pies go with what beer uh, it was difficult because there wasn't a lot of it done, but like it definitely is possible. And like you can see, I can see us having like oh, we'll split a porter and and have uh, some pecan or you know pecan pie or apple pie or whatever it is, and like absolutely it'll work out really well. I do feel like I mean we, we absolutely just like sit around and have some beer right casually, but I do love like being more intentional with our beer drinking mm-hmm. sometimes, like. This is something that we did not do at all before COVID hit. Right. Like we, we did this online beer and cheese tasting, which got us into this. And I, I really enjoy, you know, thinking about what we're eating and drinking and how they go together and not just drinking it and be like, oh, it tastes good. But being right. like, what do I really taste here? Um, it's almost like an exercise in mindfulness to really yeah. like ground you and make you think about what am I tasting? What am I smelling? What am I seeing? Right. Um, it's really cool. I, yeah, I think about it so much, like, uh, in the past, going out to a bar for a meal and just being like, well, I like this beer and yep. I like this food. i do not going to think about how they uh, taste together. And, like, now I'm like, well, I might as well, like, try and match them up. And even if I'm not having a beer that, like, I particularly have heard of or, like, it's in a spectrum, but it goes well with a steak or a burger or something like that. 
but it, it's it is um it is fun to really just be like you said more mindful thinking about it putting in and like when you put in like some more research into like what goes with what and like why it goes that way like the all the websites i found like there was uh it was like recommendations like i said like porter that goes with the apple pie the tie the like a holiday spiced ale type deal like the tidings would go well with an apple pie uh a doppelbach will go well with the pecan and i was like well we have this maple brown ale that seems like it's in the range of these various pies as well might as well give that a shot and throw it on there and like it was really good so yeah. like it is like, i think this is very much an art and not a science exactly just kind of like well that's why we have four beers for three pies right we're like well we might as well just try a bunch of different things yeah so another uh great great experience in beer drinking and giving things a try uh out of all of them by themselves just the beer what's your favorite out of any of these Probably the tidings. It's much more. It's the lightest. It's like a little more in my wheelhouse. It's like an optimal wit. Like the optimal wit is their yep. is their like flagship beer at Port City. It's like an optimal wit, like but with put on a ski jacket. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> optimal <laughs> optimal wit, but like with red and black flannel. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like yeah. And, and antlers on. No, I I hadn't actually put that together, but I really like the optimal wit, and they are really quite similar. This is just sort of winterized it's a very good beer it is like it's very like you said light and straw colored but you taste it it's a little bit sour and but it just the spices are like it's it's just tastes like christmas it tastes like yeah. like a winter a winter spiced beer yeah i mean it's a winter beer that is not the color of tar right which is super nice for me as someone who doesn't like to drink a lot of right. dark beers but you really it's it, it's we were saying earlier that like is really intriguing. The times that you've liked dark beer the most are when we're being the, the having this mindful yeah. kind of approach to them and trying to pair foods with them. Like it shows that it's not just the type, like not just the beer. Uh, like it can be changed. The taste can be changed. Exactly, and I feel like dark beers, especially, they can have like such overpowering flavors and manipulating that in a positive way, like really works for me. Um, and and makes it a lot better which i think you can say about some wines too like i've had red like big red wines before that i'm like oh this is like way too peppery or like way too much it like you know the tannins it makes my mouth too dry and then like you have it with a really nice steak and you're like oh no this is absolutely perfect so uh it is just interesting the way that drinks can change food yes absolutely and food can change drinks yes now we are, as we mentioned a couple times, uh, our taste buds definitely change with the weather and the seasons. You've been finding it harder to in, to drink beer recently, and have found your taste buds definitely changing. Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely in like a love hate relationship with beer. Like this was so much fun to do, and I loved all them, but like I have just been gravitating so much more towards wine, and I feel like a traitor saying it on this podcast. <laughs> well, this is the, as the. <laughs> Uh, the two creators of the podcast. I think that we can uh, be forgiving That's toward, true. toward you. That's so, true. Uh, you know what? What is it about this time of year, or maybe the, the 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 styles of beer that are that are being brewed and are available? Like, what makes it more difficult for you? Yeah, I mean, so I anyone who listens to this knows that I'm like a big sour beer fan. Wheat beers, like very much in like the summery. To, to me, they're summer beers, right? Um, and places are still, I, I saw, you know, some advertised say places are still brewing them for the winter, but I just can't drink like 
a sour pineapple guava smoothie ale in December. I just can't. Uh, and you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this wrong, but I'm going to have fun doing it. Yeah. It's time to do like hygge. <laughs> <laughs> I just, my, my taste buds are just craving. Like I, I've been drinking a lot of red wine yes. because it's like, it's warm and it's cozy and I can like have a glass of it while I'm making dinner. I, I do think part of it is like the temperature too, that like yeah. you drink beer cold and you can drink red wine at room temperature. It just feels cozier for this sure. time of year. So I, I have definitely been gravitating more towards wine lately. Yeah, and it makes total sense. I think that like uh, I am, as we have discussed a few times, it just tastes a good grape juice to me. So like I like wine, but uh, there's there's definitely times when like yeah it's fine. Like I'd rather I like I'd rather explore the beer spectrum. But like uh, you are a wine aficionado and have loved wine for a long time. Yes. So I makes... definitely liked wine before I liked beer. Right. And, and I feel like how you are with beer, like other than Chardonnay. I will drink white, rosé, red. Like, I'll drink almost any wine. Right. Whereas beer, I am, like, way more selective and picky and, like, am happy in a much smaller portion of the spectrum. Right. But I love those beers in that part of the spectrum so much. Right. I get the sense that, like, in summertime, too, like, I think about, like, this past summer, uh, us sitting out on our balcony, uh, you have a glass of white wine out there and, like, it... It might, like, it, it'll taste good, but, like, you're not going to have, like, you know, like it's, a beer is a little bit bigger, there's a little bit more of it, you're a little drink, drinking a little slower, and, like, kind of just, like, life is a little bit mo- moving a little bit slower, so you kind of don't want to be getting up for more glasses of wine and that kind of thing. I also love that, like, you know, when we would sit out on our balcony and have, like, a few beers, each one could be completely different. Right. Versus, like, once you open a bottle of wine, you're, you're kind of tied that to that bottle of wine. Right. Uh, so both have positives and negatives, but I... I feel like most, I, I shouldn't say, like wine, obviously people of any sex can enjoy wine, but I feel like a lot of the girls I knew were drinking like super sweet white wines mm-hmm. to like start drinking. Um, but I actually like really gravitated to reds like so this er- is early on. Year. Yeah. I was like, when everyone else was like pre-gaming with vodka in college, I was like, can you get me like... What was it? Yeah, oh, like a yellowtail Shiraz. Mm. Like I, I know I was that girl. Um, but I just always liked red wine, so it feels very much like my comfort zone. It's that time of year. It is that time of year. It is like we we have discussed before about like our taste buds changing with with the seasons, and like uh, I think you know, people who listen to this podcast know that I had a ton of like hazy IPAs and New England IPAs for like. Basically, starting in May, That's all the way through all September. that was in our fridge. Exactly, just various versions of that type of beer, and um, but and that, right now, like when I went to settle down easy and picked up uh, picked up some the, the, a six pack, a mixed six pack. I got three of these double box, so we will have some. I, I guess I'll be enjoying those. Uh, there's I got a couple of Dunkelweizens, and uh, which are like winter. Excited to try that. Yeah, exactly. Probably try that tomorrow, huh? And um, and then we got I got one. They had a New England IPA, so I was like, well, I'll get that. And I had it, and I was just like, I, I, I the beer was fine, but I drank it and was just kind of like, nah, I'm not really in the mood for this right now. Like, yeah. I, I've been enjoying much like different uh, like 
either like a straight up pale ale. I really enjoyed the Star Hill Red IPA that you had found out that you really liked yesterday and I really yep. thought you wouldn't like that. So sorry about that. And they were all gone. I got to take a sip of the last one and was like, oh, this is so good. We'll, we'll find, we'll find we, it somewhere. We will. I'm not worried uh, about it. Uh, and I've enjoyed these porters and the tidings and the maple browns and like that all these darker beers that have, um, you know, also very complex tastes, but in different ways. Uh, they, but they're just darker and they're maltier and they're they're a little heavier. Uh, and so it's it's just gotten to that point in the year where I'm just like the things I liked for months, like I'm not really that into right now. That's the other thing. Like as much as we drink, I am definitely still a lightweight mm-hmm. of sorts. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. I can have. You only had to say uh-huh once, not three <laughs> times. Your point's made. Um, you know, I could have three sours that were 4 or 5% over the course of an afternoon and be fine. These are big beers where I'm going to have one and I'm going to be asleep on right. the couch. Let's see. the the Like I said, the Doppelbox is 9.1. The Porter is 7.2. Tidings, what do you got there? 8.5. Thought this would have been less. Wow, 8.5. And the the, so the, the brown ale is the, the least at 6.1. Yeah. So these are all heavier beers. We're moving into a, a, a definitely a, a more... These pack a lot of punch. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's winter for you. You need it. Uh, so yeah, it's but it, it's a... You'll, you'll, you'll be getting some different variety of us uh, yeah. on these podcasts. And maybe some, maybe some, 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 wine. <laughs> some wine every now and then. We'll have, we, we, you know, the, the podcast is called Running on Tap. I've seen wine on tap. Yeah. Everything's on tap. It's fine. Totally. Uh, so, yeah, we're... Uh, but, yeah, it was... This is just another... It's another great way to try a bunch of different beers from out here. Got to ex- go to a new brewery, you know, pick it up because uh, much here, much like everywhere, uh, COVID's getting worse and we... Are not going out to uh, to places to s- s- sit in and try their beers, unfortunately, right now. But uh, it was nice to get in and get out from uh, to a new location, see the place a little bit. Uh, but it's good to you know represent like Northern Virginia has a lot of good beer. Yeah, and seriously. Star Hills, obviously down it's not, it's not down toward far. Nelson County. It's a little bit further south, but like uh, Port City is just a an excellent brewery. Sail Down Easy is definitely a very promising brewery. Uh, like the stuff a lot for sure i would also like people i told that we were doing this because we had planned this like i got a split pie pan so that we could have like we had a whole pumpkin and then like a half and half pie for the other two and people were like oh it's like an organized thing you're doing so like i mean we had an episode a while ago that was like make your own fun like exactly you don't need someone to like tell you to do this stuff. You yeah. just pour a bunch of beer, make a bunch of food, and go to town. Exactly. And like this is the reason. Does it did it sound like we had organized it? Is because we put a lot of research into it because we did not travel home uh, this year for Thanksgiving. We're not seeing our our families at all. We uh, so we did whatever we could to make it fun. And this is yeah. definitely this is the highlight of our Friday night uh, yeah. to to sit and drink some beer, uh, have some pie, and record this podcast. So, uh, all really good stuff. We, after eating these three slices of pie, drinking these four beers, we're going to need to do some running to, uh, to even out our caloric intake. Hey, what a great transition. I know, right? <laughs> all right. Uh, so, how's your running been going? Uh, like, this has been post-marathon. We both kind of... Uh, took some time to recover we moved which was 
put a real damper on our ability to do anything except for move. Right. Uh, but how how have you been uh, found your running in the last, I guess this is three weeks since our last podcast came out? Yeah, so I didn't run for two solid weeks, yes. which is another reason. Like, we were busy, and I was like, well... Nothing, nothing to talk about the podcast. Right. So. <laughs> uh, and it was great. I feel, like, ready to get back into running. So I've done a few runs. It is much hillier in our new area, in our new neighborhood, than yes. it is... Than it was when we were like living by the water where yes, some of my runs went below sea level, yep, according to exactly. my watch. Uh, so that's taken some getting used to. But I want to talk about my turkey trot and how much ass I kicked. Yes, let's. Uh, I had a great turkey trot. You had a wonderful turkey trot. It was so great. I haven't, I mean, it, wasn't, it wasn't even close to a 5K PR, but I have not like run a decently fast 5k in a long time and i woke up hungover and starving and tired and had no plans to run a fast 5k effort and then i got out there and like first mile went pretty well and like by the halfway point i was like well i'm like doing pretty good your first mile was your worst mile on your uh looking at your splits yeah, like you, I you, you felt ran good and you were like, yeah. negative splits yeah. intentionally. Yeah. Uh, so it was great. I think my first mile was like a 10-20. Mm-hmm. And then I got to the halfway point and I was like, oh, like I'm feeling good. Like I could, I could probably like make this like a race effort. And I got to mile like two and a quarter and I was like, so I'm dying. But I've come so far to like make this a race effort. Like if I, you know, wimp out now and pull back right. all of that pain to like get to this point will have been like not worth it it'll just be a waste which i feel like is a weird mindset to have but is like frequently the thing that gets me through runs like when i ran my half marathon pr at mile 11 i was miserable and i was like there's no way i can do this and i was like okay but like you want to run this time which means at some point you're gonna have to do this again and it sucked so like just finish it and do it once and then you can be done. <laughs> yes. No, I, I, I feel that uh, in the when you're in a marathon or a half marathon or whatever, not only am I thinking like you have been putting in my like effort all day today, but then you think like then what did you like what did you run twenty miles for four yeah. weeks ago? What did you run what did you run this for, you know, like three months ago? Like finish up now to make all the effort you did yeah. then worth it. So like, yeah, it's definitely the, you're peer pressuring yourself in a- order to do Absolutely. It. So I ran, I was really proud because it was a sub 10 minute pace for my race, which is which is good for me, which is like a, a solid effort for me. I ran a 30, 49 awesome. for my 5K. It was a really, really moderate morning. Yeah. It was 60. Beautiful here. Uh, and it was just a lovely run. I wore a turkey shirt from one of my old races and... We matched even. We did match. But it was, you know, we, we've done a turkey trot the last five years. Yeah. We've always done one together. Uh, and I've done one a couple years before so this, that. This is our fourth year of doing one together. Uh, oh, then I've maybe even done more than that. But I've done, like, the last... The last uh, Thanksgiving we spent apart was in 2017. That was my first turkey trot. Okay. Uh, well, first Thanksgiving Day turkey right. trot. Uh, and I've done one every year since then. Yeah. So So I, I, it, it could have been a little bit of a bummer, but I felt, you know, there were lots of other runners out and 
people wish each other a happy Thanksgiving from six feet apart. And I really felt like I got the experience of like waking up Thanksgiving morning and like running a hard effort and coming home to breakfast. And it was just great. It was like one of the first like fast good runs I've had in a long time. So I'm I'm feeling real good post-marathon and really excited to get back into running more. Absolutely. I think that uh, both of us uh, have felt this. You have talked about getting stronger already because we are, not only are we um, in the suburbs where there's hills, but also there's less lights. No stoplights. So we're not like... There are no no more of this experience of running a quarter mile and then pausing for a minute while the stoplight changes. Like you can go for a run and do I you know I I developed a a nice five and a half mile route. I don't have to stop at any point on that five and a half mile route. Yeah. Uh, so you feel like you're getting stronger here already in the last. We probably, I do. You probably run here less than ten times yes. and already improving that much. Definitely. I mean. I used to go out and be like, oh, like I'm going to run Capitol Hill. That right. And it was like, I would do like a hill route with like a, a hill. hill. Yeah. But this is like my, my like normal three mile route in our old neighborhood. I had a 22 foot elevation gain. Yep. The three mile route I've done a couple of times here. I have a 220 foot elevation right. game. So it's a huge difference and i think you do it enough times it's also like mentally it's not like okay like i'm gonna go out and like run this one hill it's like i'm just gonna go out and run and there are gonna be hills everywhere and it's gonna suck but i saw like i mean that like saying that's like you don't you don't get stronger walking up hills yeah so i read this one other runner was like writing on a blog or something maybe it was on instagram but she was talking about like she never lets herself walk up a hill. She like runs up the hill and then like at the top she'll reevaluate like do I really need to walk? Like how am I feeling? So I've been trying to like just get into that mindset of like I'm just going to run the hills and it's going to suck, but over time it'll suck less. Right. I have developed definitely like uh in the short time I've been trying to find new routes here. Honestly, one of the hardest parts of moving was especially uh I don't know. I guess when we when we moved in together, uh, I've been only I've been running for about a year and a half, and like I had my running routes, but I was so excited to move in with you that like I did not really feel that emotional about no longer running those routes. Uh, and I was also very excited because we were moving closer to the mall, mm-hmm. so I got to run on the mall more. So I was like, this is a net gain for for uh, running. Uh, this time I had after. Essentially, essentially three years yeah. of running the same routes and like getting really familiar with like each step of those routes, and it was really tough uh, leaving them and like an emotional kind of an emotional experience. Like that's what I felt the most emotional about about moving yep. was leaving my running route. Exactly, been very excited for the move, very excited to to live uh, in our in our new home and in the in the in the area that we live and everything like that. I was really sad about losing my routes. Yeah. Uh, so I'm still developing my knowledge of my new routes and like trying to find out like how I feel at each spot, whatever. Uh, but I'm like, I have developed one point already where it's like, when I get to the top of this hill, this is where I stop and pause and catch yep. my breath. Like, because nothing, at, like I, I won't at any other point. Yeah. Uh, but you have to develop that knowledge and it's really tough like at this yeah. point because we're still took me three years to figure out all those places and how each part of them made me feel whereas like after three weeks it's not the same yeah 
For sure. So how other than that, how is your running? You also did a turkey trot. How'd that I did go? Tur- I did do a turkey trot. Uh, <laughs> hilly. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I did a 10K because my the goal... I, like we stayed up we had a really wonderful night before thanksgiving where we had uh, a zoom call with your family and then a zoom call with a big group of our friends it was great and but we stayed up really late yeah <laughs> we stayed up really late and we drank uh, quite a bit we had we were having a good time and it was yeah. it was uh it was a wonderful time woke up and i my the the deal i made with myself was like because we weren't sure if it was supposed to rain in the morning or not. Right. right. It was and supposed to. Supposed to. And I was like, if it's raining, I'm gonna I'll run a five k. If it's not, I'm gonna do the ten k. And I'm yeah. just gonna like that. That's your pe- that's my penance. You know, in me speaking to myself, I was like, that's your penance for being up too late. Whatever you're just yeah. gonna suffer through we, it. We had both registered for the ten k, and I was just like, nope. Well, not, you, not happening. You also, uh, God bless you, had t- taken on a lot of the cooking duties and had a lot more to do on on Thanksgiving morning yeah. than I did. I I did the turkey and I just had to be done. But if I I had to be cleared by twelve thirty, that was basically about it. Right. No, I, I definitely had more to do. I, I think it was the right choice for me. But I yeah. just want to be transparent that like I did like wimp out to the shorter distance. It, <laughs> wimp out's the wrong word. You you made the you made the, the right yeah. business, right business yeah. decision. Uh, so. I did a 10K, had 400 feet of elevation gain Oof. on it, uh, which uh, I, I finished in o- over an hour, which I was shocked to see. But then I realized that, again, 400 feet of elevation gain, like that is a, my, my PR is closer to somewhere, uh, somewhere above 52 minutes, like between, 50, I think it's 52 something. And I'm like, well, the reason you are not in that ballpark is because of all this elevation gain. So you also I, haven't been doing any speed work, right? Exactly, and I I, I do think that like th- this, I, I have found some areas that I really like to run here. All of them very hilly. Yep, like it's all very hilly. So I have felt myself getting stronger, and my pace has already improved um, since the first few runs I had out here. It was kind of. So you get surprised. You put mm-hmm. you start going out in the same effort that you were doing before, and that some that same effort is just like not good enough. And yep. whatever. Uh, I have also in the past couple runs got new shoes. Finally, yes. I finally got uh, some uh, my new 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 Balance ten eighties. Uh, I had run the last the last run I had in my previous new balance where it was the marine corps so that's almost a month ago now mm, about a month ago now yeah and uh i had been I, I like to put about 400 miles on my shoes and i so i had been way over on my glycerins like they, they were probably at 450 at this point so like my my runs were hurting yeah and like uh, my pace was slow and my my heart rate was up and i I thought it was just like, okay, well, this is where, this is because of the hills and all this kind of stuff now. But like in the past couple runs with the new, ba- the new new balances, things have been better. My heart rate has, uh, you know, mellowed out quite a bit and my pace has improved. Uh, I also feel like the hills are getting a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Like I, uh, I'm not hating myself and hating my life every time I'm going up one. Like it's it, there after I go up like four in a row, like then like it starts to hurt a little bit more. Yeah. But, uh. It's a it's a new challenge and like I, I feel up for it. I feel ready for it. Yeah. Like I feel definitely like more it's more challenging than just like like I loved cruising around the mall, but like 
this is it's definitely a little bit more stimulating now because i'm like yeah i'm like oh okay like this like each run is a challenge and each runs are going to be a little bit more like extra than uh i'm enjoying running out here a lot more than i thought like the the hills are they do make it more engaging and like a little more it requires a little more focus exactly yeah a lot more thought a lot more like trying to being a lot more being in touch with my body and like where i am because i need to like you know do i need to uh dial it back a little bit do i need to can i push it a little bit more here like am i in a flat area whatever uh trying like there are such steep hills here that like going downhill mm-hmm. and then there have been times i'm going downhill and i'm like this hurts this is this is a bit i need to slow down here because like i'm going too fast and like it's uh it's just a different it's a whole different ball game than running in the city and the great thing is like anywhere we race after this we'll either be well prepared for other hills or i feel like anywhere other than like a race at elevation right we should be ready for it running around here exactly like I, ha- I have definitely like looked at when i when we're living in dc and running around the river plain i'm looking at like doing some half marathons down in like virginia wine country and i'm like man could i really do that like yeah. I, like th- those are like i don't know if i'm like I-, I run up a couple hills in a run like you know like going up the hill to the washington monument which is like not, yeah not that big seriously but that was like a hill on my runs right and so like uh now i feel like oh like i could probably do like i could i could tackle many more races in many more areas yeah. because uh like it, you know even if it's like hilly i'll at least be right. training on hills as yeah. opposed to training on flat ground and trying to go to hills which is really a, a t- much tougher change uh we we obviously don't have to do like a full race recap of our race. But I did just want to say oh, yes. we, we did the Thankful Turkey was our virtual turkey trot from all community events. I thought it was great. We got these super nice quarter zips. Really nice quarter zips. They came like well ahead of time. Honestly, they're, they're slick. They're like, they're black with like a little like turkey little on the chest. Brown and orange and yellow turkey, like very Thanksgiving colors. Yeah. Uh, and then like like just just but just like a small logo over over the the the, the they're left nice side of your chest. quarter zips really nice like I, i'm i'm gonna be running you know yeah some of my some of my thanksgiving race shirts are a little ostentatious and yes. a little bit much and you don't really want to wear them all year round like right I'm, I'm gonna wear that quarter zip all year round absolutely and when i woke up thanksgiving morning and was like i think i'm just gonna do the 5k uh i went to like input my results and I emailed them that morning, never thinking I would get a response, and was like, hey, like, I want to upload my results. Can I change my race distance? Heard back almost immediately. Right. They re-registered me for the 5K with, like, no issue. So uh, I was super, super impressed with them as a turkey trot, and just really, I thought we got great gear, and I loved it. And they're an all-virtual race company, right? I believe so. I think so. I, I think, believe so. But they were, uh, it was a really... Unique setup, really easy to navigate and understand. Uh, you ordered for both of us, and both of those things came very easily to uh, to our new address and everything. It was wonderful. Very just on, on, among our uh, virtual, probably among our virtual races that we have done this year, probably the least, or the, the most intuitive, least uh, amount of work to actually pull off. I don't think this is just a virtual race company. Oh, really? I'm looking it up because. Like, all their races now are virtual, obviously. But in March, they have, like, a St. Paddy's Day race in Deer Park, Illinois, huh. Barrington, Illinois, Schaumburg, Illinois. They seem to be a Chicago suburb 
don't know, race I, company. I definitely thought that they were. Uh, I, I I don't know why. Did you do a Texas-based race earlier this year? Yeah. Okay, that's why I had Texas-based in my head. But I mean, yeah. me, I, I don't know. I'm just like scrolling through the races right now. Well, we. I was going to talk about how cool all virtual race companies are, but here's a different reason why this is cool. Uh, this like much like the RF events stuff that we've been able to do. Yeah. Uh, this is like. There's no way we would have like purchased something from a company in suburban Chicago before, but like we're it's now, now allowing runners to support small businesses from all across the country uh, yeah. through these virtual races and stuff like that. Like I, I'm, and like you get cool swag and like you, you get to support a small company. Like that's awesome. Yeah. No, I, I'm like continuing to scroll through and they have like a blog about winter training in the Midwest. It, it appears to be a Midwest based. Wow. Well, events company well, there you go. which is great i mean it's gonna be crazy when this is over because i'm gonna get all these ads for events across, yeah, all across the country um but no it's really cool to see places adapt and i think it's great that in a year when like it's really hard to hang on to traditions that like a lot of people were still able to do a turkey trot even if it looked different yeah absolutely we organized uh, we you organized uh a turkey trot virtually with uh much of much of your side of the family. We have people in Connecticut, in Seattle, and Virginia. Yep, all doing this. All doing uh, it. A few of them weren't able to do it on Thanksgiving morning because it was raining too hard. They would melt. They would melt in the rain. <laughs> had, to, had to go into the uh, what was it? State of spin dry. Yeah, was the, what we kept they, being they, told. They the, did it today. Though. That's the other nice thing about a virtual race, right? Like. I think we probably both would have done it in the rain because I think we're both in like the race mindset. Like yeah. you do it. Right. Clinically but, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but with like the virtual race, you had the whole week to do it. Exactly. So they did it today. It was totally fine. Right. Uh, it was, but it was really cool. We got to, uh, another way, we had a, group, a good group text message of um, everyone taking pictures and stuff of themselves after they finished and, and whatever. It was, it was it's just a nice, in a year where it's really hard to have any sense of community and togetherness. Just another way to find those things uh, yeah. through running. So, marathon's over. Yep. Turkey trot's over. Yep. What's next? Oh, you have signed up for, and I have yeah. been intending to sign up for, a half marathon. You have to talk about it, though, because I'm <laughs> short on the details here. Like, I, I know this... This is something to be you fair. I did not like pressure you to sign up. No. I told you I signed up, and you said I want to do it too. I and I do. Uh, I do want to do it. I just have. Um, I, I, I this was last week. Last week when you talked to me yeah. about this, it's just one of those one of those times where like we're talking about things, and then suddenly like like work was nuts. There was a lot of stuff yeah. happening, and like everything just kind of gets blocked out. And I and I, you were you told me today you're like oh like the Got an email. The, the, the the packet's gonna be sent out soon. And like and I'm like ah. Oh, Crap, I haven't signed up yet, yeah. so I need to sign up for that. But why don't you tell, tell the listeners a little bit about it? It is the Santa Hustle Half Marathon. Yes. It's another virtual race, Yes, obviously. Um, I just felt... I feel like Christmas Eve is always kind of a weird day in that, like, there's so much anticipation yeah. um, about the holiday, but at the same time, like, there's not really a ton to do. Like, we'll do some food prep, but, like... It feels like a holiday, but like until the evening, it's not th really. there's nothing to do. So my mom and I, we usually like go see a show and have like a nice late lunch out to like try to make the day feel more like an event because it should be an event, but it's it's a day where you like sit around and wait for the evening and the sit around, sitting around and waiting, like what can we do right. to make that more fun? <sighs> so I was like, well, 
excuse me? Uh, I was like, if Santa is going to be like running all over the world, then I should be running all over. Um, so we're going to wake up and do a half marathon on Christmas Eve. Which will be wonderful. I think that it's, uh, now that I'm reminded of the date and uh, <laughs> I knew we were going to have As marathon. I was talking, he had like a, like, aha. Exactly. Uh, I don't know. I have had a 10-mile run on my schedule for the last several weeks since we've moved. I don't know if I am quite at the point where I, I could probably suffer through 10 miles here right now. I don't know if I would enjoy it. Yeah. But I think that like going into a abbreviated half marathon training plan and getting myself to the point where I can run 13 miles here in this area yeah. will be really great. Yeah. So I think this is like a really good race to have out ahead of us. I, in addition to like making it like a festive day, cause you know, I'll, I'll like make eggnog French toast after and we'll like make it a big deal as we always do. Um, but like running wise, this is a time of year for me where like, it's getting dark in the morning and it gets dark at night and like I mean it hasn't been cold but like presumably it'll get cold and there are just like things I would rather be doing with my time a lot of the time sure. but I always enjoy it when I make time for a run so I think it'll be good to like push myself to run push myself to find new routes around here uh, my plan is to run three days a week and do yoga two or three days a week so yes. it's a little bit less running than I normally do but I am like it is an abbreviated training cycle, obviously, um, but I think having just run a marathon, it, it'll, you, you, it'll be you're, fine. You're not, you're not starting from a, right. you've got a pretty strong base you're starting but from. But I am, I sort of followed a training plan picking like every other week, um, and that training plan was only running three times a week, so I think it'll be good. And again, this super cute like zip-up sweatshirt, like it has great gear. Uh, I think you get like a Santa hat with it and you get a buff that has like a Santa beard on it. So I'm pretty excited for it. I think it'll be really fun. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that like, I don't know, it's just, this is about the time of year when like, I I have always found like that my fall racing season culminates sometime in late October with, or like, you know, like with a a big race either yeah. it's like re 10 miler or you know it might be marine corps 10k in this case it was marine corps marathon uh and then like i find it hard to be motivated in the beginning of the beginning to middle of yeah november like it's like nah i'm going i'm doing some stuff you're whatever. like oh, i have a, i have a turkey trot on the horizon so like, i'll keep going but then usually like my race calendar is clear until february between turkey trot and princess half marathon right which we always do so it's, it's hard, which I usually start training for, like, end of December. So December is definitely a hard month for me to stay motivated. See, December is about the time when I'm, like, it's cold outside, and I'm, like, the Michigan in me comes out, and I'm, like, here I am. I am ready for this. Like, it, it's um, my favorite time of year to run is through the coldest parts of the winter. It is, um, it's tough. I know, like, it's, I, I totally recognize that, like, it's tough on your lungs, like with mm-hmm. you know, like it's it's not the most fun to breathe. Uh, it's yeah, you just have to wear a buff. Now I wear a buff, all the, time, buff all the time. So, so like, but like for me, uh, it is just like 
running in the summer is like running with a blanket on yeah like it's like just it what it's it's very heavy and sweaty and but it's so cold. nice to like wake up in the morning throw on shorts and a t-shirt and go you don't have right. to spend 20 minutes getting dressed i i like the feeling of like i definitely get like like i like the feeling of like i'm strapping up and like i'm getting ready for a game here like it's big it, it, it throws yeah. me back to like uh being in high school i'm like oh i'm getting into got this and this layer and this layer and this layer but like i just like going outside in in the in the winter you get started running and like you're cold for about five minutes and then after that it's like you're at just this perfect temperature yeah. and um i i get really excited to run in winter so i am uh but you know I, i'm i'm happy and that, that time is about to come and i am I, ne- I need to i need to get myself into gear like it's been it's been like three weeks of like i, I think I have run over a hundred miles in every month this year, and I, I I don't think I'm going to get that in November. I'm pretty sure I'm guaranteed to not get that in November, unless I have some huge days in the next uh, four or five days. But uh, like, I have taken a, a slow month and like ready to get back at it. So yeah. uh, definitely ready for it to get a little colder. Uh, be running in some longer sleeves, maybe even in my running tights at some point. Like it's going to be really uh, getting to about that time of year. Uh, so I'm excited. I think the, my my favorite time of running is like a, right ahead of us. So um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. Yeah. How did you like our beers? They're great. I truthfully haven't taken a sip during the entire <laughs> podcast because I am so full. So full. I well, realized after I cut us pie that it's like I gave us each three eighths of a pie, we've and had it's a just lot. a lot. I haven't finished mine. I might though. Oh yeah. We're, we're, I mean, it's gonna but be sitting we're gonna we're gonna do a, a bit more digesting. But no, I I definitely loved all the beers. I'm glad we have more of most of them. All of them. All of them. All, oh, because except the, the except the brown ale. Yeah, that's, 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 that's I knew good. that. That's why I said most. Most of them. Yep. I was like I was real confident in yeah. that all of them though. But we can we can find more Star Hill around here. Yeah, sure. absolutely. So I'm I'm glad to you know continue enjoying them throughout the winter. Absolutely. What do you think of everything? Uh, super good. I thought you said like, you were going to talk about how great my pies were. And you haven't. You're right, <laughs> guys. Let me tell you, she knocked it out of the park on these pies. I'm I'm like, I'm looking at the phone so I can like really communicate. I'm making eye contact with each and every listener right now. Uh, these pies were delicious. I they were good. I'm a uh, a pumpkin pie guy. Aficionado. Yeah, like and but like aficionado in that like. I'm not like discerning in my taste about pumpkin pie. Like right. I like the store brand. Yeah. I like the gourmet brand or gourmet types. I like homemade. I like mass produced. Whatever. It was an ace pumpkin pie. It was really good. Also uh, a, a dairy free recipe. So yeah. there's a l- little different twist on it. Still an ace pumpkin pie. Uh, pecan pie. Never really been a pecan pie pecan guy. That's my favorite. Never, like, I, I didn't really like pecan pie until 2018 was when I went home to uh, Connecticut with Jacqueline, and her family loves pecan pie. I was always like, like I'm pretty sure on that Thanksgiving night, the, or the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, when your family celebrates Thanksgiving, I don't think I had pumpkin pie that night. I don't. I think I don't think one was made. I think it was just pecan pie, and I, I had. And then you had pumpkin the next day, I think. But yeah. And the pecan pie, ace. It's really good. And you made your own this time, and mm-hmm. it was so 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 good. Yeah. Uh, and your apple pie. Not only was it really tasty, quite beautiful. You made like had pick. like the whole. Uh, I'm, I'm trying lattice. to. Lattice. 
Lattice. There you go. I want to say thatch, but uh, close enough. Yeah, I was in the I'm in the ballpark. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was a very beautiful half a pie. Uh, in addition yeah. to being extremely tasty. So uh, if you ever need a pie and uh, you you don't know where to go, uh, I, I got a really good baker to recommend. For you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was pretty happy with them. What do you think of all the beer? Wonderful. The double box a bit too heavy for me. Uh, what was your favorite? I don't know. That's a really good question. Uh, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. I'm just gonna go. The porter. The porter. I think. I think that like maybe it's just because the last one I'm having, so I'm like gone down the whole scale here, mm. and like it's uh, it's like less spice than the tidings, and it's like not like I, I really like the brown ale, but like it's just the the. The maple, it, it, I don't know. It, it's it's real. It's a really good beer, but uh, having the porter after it, it kind of mellows out huh. the the spectrum a little bit. I would go tidings maple porter doppelbach. Yeah, that makes favorite sense. to least favorite. Yeah, I think that 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 makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it's also like almost. It's, yeah, it's like light, darker, darkest, darkest heaviest. So yeah. Uh, but all really good beers, a lot of good breweries around here. Yeah. And uh, we are uh, blessed to live in such a, uh, a beer-rich beer area. Virginia is for beer lovers. Virginia is for craft beer lovers. Uh, <laughs> copyright, devil's backbone. Uh, <laughs> uh, where can the people find us? We are on Instagram. We've been really quiet, but we'll be better. Yeah, it's so just it's been so busy. It's been a busy uh, uh, November has been a crazy month, so we're gonna get no one messaged to ask us where it was. So hopefully you guys missed us. Yeah, please, please, <laughs> please listen to this podcast. We're back. Please listen to us. Yes, we're back. Um, so yeah, we're on Instagram. You can listen at to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, we're on Spotify. Apple. We're on Apple. You know the places that you usually go. Judging by the analytics, most of you go to Spotify. Yeah. The rest of you go to Apple. But, yeah, this is a great ending to the podcast. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> now, uh, thank you all so much for listening. Hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We are thankful for each and every listener, each and every person who uh, engages with us on Instagram. Uh, thank you all so much. It's been such a fun time, uh, really rewarding time doing this podcast and getting to uh, try a bunch of different beers and talk about a bunch of different things with uh, my wonderful wife and uh to such a wonderful audience. So thank you all very much, and we will talk to you next week.